everyone. Welcome to the Pulse Strong Podcast with me, your host, Becky Dunn. Today, I speak to the amazing Pamela McGee, pole instructor and studio owner. She is an ex-gymnast and has a lot of knowledge in competing. She has competed in the likes of UKPCC and Southern Pole Championships. Pam, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a pleasure. Um, how, long, how long have you been polling for? Uh, it's a little over seven years now, so it'll be eight years oh. this October. Wow, wow. Okay, yeah. cool. So a long time. <laughs> and awesome, you yeah. have your, or you, or you co-own a studio, right? Correct. We co-own two studios. Uh, we've got one in Solo Hole and we've yeah. got one over in Crazy Heath. Yes, we've got so me and my business partner, Kim. <laughs> that's the, that's like the most ideal situation. Oh my God, it's heaven. <laughs> to have two of you too and like to be able to have someone that you can trust and go into business with and must be huge. Yeah, you know what? It was this, actually the story of me and Kim when we opened, we'd only known each other a week. <laughs> what? We'd known each other a week. We love, we love telling each other that story. Uh, Were like, you like... A bit like you know when you could just connect, you can just connect with somebody. Like you know when you just meet someone and you just you just vibe yeah. and you just know that like they should be a part we of your life. It was like um, that scene of the Step Brothers. <laughs> so we went for dinner and we like she's so she had a shark tattoo and I love sharks and I was like oh my god do you love sharks? She's like I love sharks. I was like I also love sharks. And then we started talking about maybe <laughs> TV programs. Both the same. We're like oh, did we just become best friends? I love that. <laughs> I love that so what how did you two meet them like were you at the same were you at school like who did you already have like how how did that happen then no uh so I'm originally from Worcester yeah and I worked in Birmingham and I travel into Birmingham to take pole classes mm. and I started attending lessons in Worcester with Imogen Gunterzak who was yeah. my original pole instructor okay okay yeah so and I worked for Imogen for a little while and Kim came in for a private lesson with Imogen we literally said hi had a chat about I can't remember it was Birmingham something because she was from Birmingham mm-hmm. that was it she added me on Facebook one of those people that you add that you don't really interact with but they're yeah. there in the background like your post occasionally and then she messaged me out the blue um probably about six months later just a random question about flexibility and we started chatting we went for tapas one night and then yeah we were like do you want to open a studio we're like yeah okay <laughs> oh my so, god yeah, that is literally insane yeah it's very random so <laughs> you have so you've got two now which is really nice I mean your studio looks yeah. um your studio looks lovely it looks super spacious and like really green and the mirrors are beautiful all the stuff that you need in a nice studio (laughs) we we Um, kind of felt like we were on stage poles for so long yes yes so nice to be able to put in like when the trust went in it was oh it was the best day it was the best yeah I bet I literally went I went to a studio yesterday that had a had a trust and I've never I've never actually seen one in I know I know what it is and by the way I I know like and I've seen them and stuff like that but I've never actually seen them or worked on one Okay. like so I didn't I didn't know like how the movement was or like you know stability wise and they're so stable they're great aren't they and they're so they're yeah, so adaptable as well like you can extend up outwards all sorts they're they're amazing yeah. 
So when you, before you started, did you have a sporting background at all then? I did. So I actually did gymnastics from a very early age. Okay. Um, until I, I oh, left in the at the age of 18. Okay. I think maybe a bit younger than 18. I think I was maybe 17. It was around about the time I was at college. Yeah. And um, I'd injured my neck. Not like a bad injury, but just enough to be like, this isn't for me anymore. And I was reaching the age where I just wasn't interested. Also, yeah, at that and, age, your lifestyle starts to change. Yeah, so I, I feel like really, I mean, you're either really committed to it. Yeah. Or you're not. Yeah, it, it's that. And I, I, we see it with the, the youth that come in and do pole of the youth. <laughs> that come the in youth. Into, like there are different species these days. Um, they really are that come into our studio uh usually around about the age of 15 it's beginning to be a bit like oh, i don't really want to do this anymore there's boys and there's shopping and there's yeah the, but i mean i did gymnastics to quite a high level till i was um i made it to british reserve squad wow so it was very intense from yeah. a young age so like five or six times a week training three hours like traveling to we used to go to lillishaw national sports center every weekend competing mm-hmm competition season it takes a, a lot out of you at a young age and it just got to the point where I didn't want to do it anymore and one of the things I took from that from a young age in adulthood and I again I get this a lot with dancers that have danced from a young age is I'd apologize for stuff that I didn't need to because it was so strict the training that if I did something wrong I was like oh I'm so sorry that was my automatic response I'm so sorry it just wasn't fun for me anymore no I've actually and this was a very different story actually but I don't know if you what if you watched the Netflix documentary what what happened with the USA gymnastics team and you know but take take the actual the reason why that was on like not that but actually how strict their training was how regimented they had to be how you know like you said like everything has to be perfect and if it's not perfect then go again yeah you know and like it's very but then you're if you're competing to a high standard then you know you you can expect that but I suppose it's the it's like you say it's the age isn't it you're so young and that's all you know and then that carries you through to adulthood and like you say you're in a situation where you're apologizing for stuff that you don't need to apologize for um but that does explain your style I think because you're very we have very similar styles I love I love watching people that have you know very similar to me or naturally um very strength-based dynamic <laughs> so I love you so strength-based I don't I'd never view myself as strengthy right no I wasn't I was never when I started pole it was never strength I was always everyone was like you're so bendy you're so flexible. you are so bendy too I'm, yeah I'm actually really not anymore so. <laughs> wait I have but seen yeah, a couple of times like, you've rocked a couple of injuries a couple of times haven't you um I've never actually had like a really big injury I've, I have things that my, my body does get angry with so yes the things that I, I think again it's this high like the thing from gymnastics so in gymnastics if you turned your ankle it'd be like strap it up go again yeah again with any sport I think stuff has progressed so much over the years that we we now know about injuries like how to deal with them better yeah but yeah no pole injuries wise I mean I've done my tendons in my elbow a couple of times because I am hypermobile through my elbows yeah I'm carrying quite a big injury at the moment I've been carrying for about 18 months that I'm recovering at the moment 
which this is, is what I've seen on your in, this is what I've seen on your Instagram like recently like yeah. I saw that you yeah. were you were you were going to comp being a comp back in Jan right my and you, and you had I've to dropped out yeah due to an yeah. injury right or just yeah, your body just your just your like you say listening to your body and thinking oh yeah. my body isn't ready for this yeah but yeah, yeah no I was never I was never seen I never saw myself as a strong pole dancer it was the stuff I always really struggled with really and I didn't enjoy it yeah I really really struggled I just trained flexibility like I was obsessed with being flexible um I wish I had and that then, sorry <laughs> I, I, had that. I don't anymore <laughs> but yeah I was so obsessed and then I went to pole expo in Las Vegas and I was oh, just wow. doing I just remember I was in a Dimitri Politov workshop yeah and I was surrounded by these amazing people and I never saw myself strong so I never got like the whole the like the proper beef like the big like muscles and I was like I'm not strong like I'm quite weedy sort of thing compared to these amazing people and then I did Dimitri's workshop and he did this planche lift and I was like yeah I went straight up but everyone else was and he stopped and he said you're a strong girl and I was like marry me (laughs) obviously I was like he made my entire life I was like oh my god Dimitri thinks I'm strong so am I strong this is it I'm gonna be strong now yeah so literally I was like right I need to train strong because apparently I'm strong which would have been been super transferable from your gymnastics days yeah I I feel like the I I didn't really take much flexibility from gymnastics my gym coach I'm still friends with her to this day um actually went and trained with her not long ago and she got so cross she was like why the hell weren't you like this when you were my gymnast and I was like sorry <laughs> so what was your what was your discipline in gymnastics then what was your did, what did you what did we do you specialize in any one you know discipline uh, I, I did a so that was called British Olympic stars so you did floor vault beam and bars so I oh, did, okay cool so a bit, bit, bit of everything yeah so I wasn't rhythmic I decided like when you look back like god why didn't I do rhythmic I felt like <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's beautiful but, isn't it the rhythmic stuff stunning yes. I loved uh, floor so tumbles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I love bars so and I think it really takes across for my style so yeah. dynamics the power I love anything power and grip switch and flips have never bothered me because I had to do that around the bar so that all falls, I, under, that all falls under strength so yeah I, I suppose you, yeah I wasn't very but yeah I wasn't very flexible but yeah the, the strength the dynamics the power through my legs that sort of thing I think it was because I never really saw strength for me because of my, so like my arms are not the strongest. I feel like my posterior chain is pretty strong now. Right, my anterior, yeah. so like my core, not that great. <laughs> really? So do you yeah. have a lot, you a lot, you um, compensate through? Like, I, you, I feel like my go-tos, I'll always, so I think it, it, a lot of things that where people come through obviously will go back to anything so posture for example will determine a lot of what people are strong and weak at so my posture for 32 years I've got quite anterior pelts at tilt sorry so at my pelvis so front folding for me so anything where I have to turn forward and distribute turn the weight over my shoulders so muscle ups anything like that it, it's literally not hard for me whereas anything if you ask me to do a deadlift that's a lot harder for me right really interesting yeah and my studio partner Kim is the exact opposite to me so you bounce off each other really really well 
yeah yeah I feel like we do yeah <laughs> yeah that's really really cool but like so now what so what mm-hmm. would your preferred style of training be like of all the stuff you take pole as a whole and like so for me for example I love mm-hmm. doing the dynamic strength I like to be able to just whack out something in 20 minutes and feel like I've achieved something and you know I really enjoy that so what what would you say your fave style is at the moment at the moment it's definitely dynamic strength <laughs> yeah it's just so it just feels like it's really popular at the moment too like it's just really yeah. hot it's fun and, and it like it is that thing especially like just makes you feel like a little bit more badass because you can you know and you can whack out like you're saying like 10 minutes you can whack out a couple of flips and it looks cool cool as fuck and you're like yes I'm feeling strong I'm feeling good kind of gets your adrenaline up a little bit more yeah it does the spicy poles that anything that makes me feel like oh could die might not (laughs) yeah well your heart's like I don't know if I'm gonna catch but I did (laughs) that sort of that sort of uh feeling yeah, I love it so pole. you I take it you do do you do this full-time teaching do, yeah amazing yeah. cool so yeah. what does your training structure look like to t- do you like, mean, like training? my training sessions if I go mm. in person so yeah I'm like a uh, bit of everything really we can we can dive into it but like uh, when do you make time for you to train how does your training structure work like do you just fit in pockets of time where you can or do you dedicate you know time each week like well how does that work for you so mine is very uh unstructured at the moment it used mm-hmm. to be very structured you did it you say needs, needs to be structured or used to be structured it used to be very structured. used to be right um since my injury my injury is a really annoying one because I can have days where I have no pain I can fold in half. I can do it yeah, so what, what is your injury? <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, <laughs> what I, just say, I don't know if I actually, because I went and had an MRI. So about, um, I'm trying to think when it was. It was just after the lockdown. It was when we were just about allowed to go back into our studios. And I was yeah. training one day. And I'd noticed my back was getting stiff. So not right. pain, just like really taking a long time to warm up. And I was like... <laughs> because I'm old and then <laughs> I was warming up and I was going for an extended Allegra which again usually isn't a problem for me and I remember I was like god I'm, phew, I'm really struggling to reach behind and get my foot let alone like take my top leg off and I was getting really annoyed and frustrated with myself and I pushed the leg straight and the only way I can describe it was like an electric current going up oh. my spine in pain and I was like oh my god I was like I thought I damaged my spine oh. I remember I got out and I was like hmm but then there was no pain it was just that one very quick it was almost like a warning sign like do not do this and I was like okay yeah and then the next day I woke up and I was like I'm a bit stiff but I'm okay I sat on the sofa with my housemate and I went to get up and I was like oh my god I can't get up my back's hurting like I can't get up and she had to like pull me up off the sofa oh my god yeah so I was like okay <clears throat> And I've had QL injuries before from a lot of twist and extending overuse. Yeah. Like injuries like just tiredness through the amount of flexible training I do. So I assumed it was that. And I stretched, I did lots, and I was like, no, something's not right. So I started going to see been to see physios, osteos, uh, chiropractors, I'd had shockwave, I've been to see a podiatrist over whether it was when I twisted my ankle. 
Bloody hell. And then in the end, I just thought, I'm just going to have an MRI. So I paid and went private for an MRI. And it's come back that I've got a three grade three uh, label tear inside my hip, which is the lining in your hip that's tore. So like a grade five or something like that would be pretty much like surgery to replace the lining, almost like a hip replacement. <laughs> yeah. So the grade three, she said, like looking at it, it probably, it's okay. She said, it's not the tear that's causing me discomfort it's certain days when I twist or extend or stretch it catches the tissue and pulls on my back so it's just very um it's the word I'm saying it, it, it it's just um it, it just restricts me it's just very restrictive do you know now which moves do that to you though so it's very dependent on how I feel that day. Certain things really annoy it. So anything where I extend and twist, so anything so broken doll, for example, feels Allegra, like it's going anything to kill me. Yeah. Anything. Allegra, yep, feels like my back's on fire. Rainbow Mashango is fine. Some what? days inside, yep. Some, di- some days. Um, but I suppose with the rainbow, you're not, <clears throat> although you're, you're it's getting as soon as I get my foot and I'm into it and I'm like oh god then I'm like oh god relief like when I'm in the full move it feels great when yeah because like, you're not you're awesome. like with Allegra like you're bending around the pole aren't you so I can see yeah. the difference of like even when you're yeah I mean Allegra is a lot anyway it looks so beautiful it's such a beautiful move but I don't think it, people realize until you start training it like the oh it's definitely way more advanced than people give it credit for that hundred percent hundred percent yeah so yeah anything like that um it's restricted the mobility through my back so my upper back doesn't open as much as it used to so I have to be really careful with um certain things like demo I'm not supposed to be doing so for me before like a resting split would be four blocks over split Mm -hmm. and now it's resting split for me now is like oh it's just about comfortable going into a split so I have to be really careful because my leg will go but it's the damage it does afterwards on the tissue where it's the tear it, is. It? It's not worth it. Yeah. So I have to just be very careful with certain things I train. We're not actually designed to oversplit though. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> and then I think about this a lot. Like everybody, once you get your split, you're like, I want to get oversplits, but this, we really shouldn't really be oversplitting. Like, unless it comes quite naturally to you, like we shouldn't be aiming to get to an oversplit because of, yeah. like you say, that damage that it can the pressure that it puts on your like your hamstrings and everything yes I, I feel like a lot of that with what I get from that when people damage that quite a lot I don't know because you're an instructor as well mm-hmm. I kind of find because I get a lot of people that come to me for privates for certain moves yeah yeah and same. I'm a I'm a trickster so everyone's like so I want to get my rainbow so I want to get my eagle so I want to get bird of paradise and I'm like cool but I'll always ask the opposite questions like what's your strength like yeah and a lot of the time I get people that you know they can fold in half and get into an eagle but they can't shoulder mount or they can't hold Naisha because they're not strong enough and I'm like you need to understand that you need to train that strength and stability through those joints to be able to hold those positions and I think rainbow is the one that shocks people the most surprisingly because the strength you need to hold that is insane you can fold in half all you want but if your joints and your muscles aren't stable you're going to do yourself damage and you only have one spine you only have you know like so (laughs) yeah like when you're saying that then that just then I was like yeah 100% we're not designed to do that so the, the most beneficial thing you can do for even starting that is 
make sure you're strong <laughs> yeah but some people naturally bend that way and that's fine like we're yeah. got hyper mobile people really bendy people but like I know myself I will never get to a point where I'll be over splitting I think I've been on like one block um comfortably uh but other than that I, more so for anything because I've had hamstring tears before I've, t- I've torn yeah. my hamstring multiple times if I get a if I get a hamstring injury now it sets me back like two three weeks it's really bad it's horrible yeah. and then you know you know well you know like even with your I can imagine like I've impinged my hamstring and that was worse <laughs> that was bad so I can't imagine the tail like, yeah. yeah yeah exactly and like you say like I've had QL injuries well I think it was my QL and one even when you injure your back when, or actually more so with your hamstrings people don't realize that when everything tightens like it's not just your hamstring that tightens it's everything yeah. that's attached to it so your back tightens the up the, the, yeah. yeah the whole thread um so yeah you you are right but that is such an important message by the way what you were saying about being strong like this is why I'm a big um advocate of cross training I train kettlebells um because it's the most transferable way or whatever however you guys want to cross train it is mm-hmm. so important to yeah. strengthen your muscles and unless you're training three four times a week which is realistic isn't it if you want to improve and get strong yeah. you need to be training a lot but a lot of people can't commit to that because you know just life you need to be strengthening the muscles yeah and stabilizing like I don't twisted grip for me I mean I've been doing twisted grip for years anyway but twisted grip I am so solid in my twisted grip because Mm -hmm. my muscles are my shoulders are so strong um and you build up that stability yeah and that's everything isn't it and again like you say you can be flexible but if you're not strong you're just gonna you know I I had a student once who had a ridiculously bendy back you know it's just these bitches that come in and they're just yeah, so I've got a new student that's like that right now she went in something the other day and I was like holy crap you're like your back is so bendy she's like oh yeah it's like I don't have a spine she just like dropped back and stuck her head on her butt and I was like I hate you <laughs> you bitch you bitch when we say this we say it with love don't we like we I say don't, it with love yeah course, I'm literally no like going it. I can't wait until you're advanced because yeah. I'm gonna move precariously through you now because yeah. like anymore. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I had a girl that would ridiculously bendy back, like you could just get her into anything, and it was amazing because we'd have these privates and she would be like, Can I do this? And I'd be like, Yeah, it's fine, we'll just get you in it. And they'll just like bend you into it. But again, she didn't have the strength to be able to hold other moves. And it's but again, like people you you just learn that, don't you? You learn that through good instructors and yeah, stuff like that. But 100%. but Going back to your training instructor. Your Sorry, training yes, instructor. I told you I got off the tangent. No, I love yeah, it. This, so is what, this is what we do. So, yeah, what, pre-injury. At the moment. So, pre-injury, I trained three times a week. And I'd have my flexor day, my strength and dynamics day. And then I have a day where I try new stuff. So, when I try new stuff, I pick one, maybe two moves. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it. So, I'm, I'm a bugger for, I will not stop until I get that move. Unless there's something physically... or anatomically that is stopping me from doing that move yeah I gave up on Saturday straddle a long time ago that went in my fucking bucket (laughs) (laughs) unless there is something anatomically stopping me doing that move I will train until I do that move I've got photos of me with when I was learning black sun split I had blood coming down my stomach and I was actually training with Cassie Portis and she was like oh do you think that's a sign to stop I was like no and now I do it on the other side and she was like Jesus Christ like not an injury but like I will train until I get that move like I need to understand everything about that move how to get into it how to get out of it is that do you reckon that's back from your gymnastics days too yes yeah 100% 100%. I'm 
it, for me, if I'm determined to get something, I'm getting it. I don't care if it takes me a day or if I plug away at that move. Rainbow took me three years. I will get that damn move. <laughs> yeah. Although I do think as well, so you might agree with this. And again, your determination um, is admirable. But I there was I trained a couple of weeks ago. There was this combo that I had. Um, I'd done like two, three years ago. This is the most like annoying thing ever. Like at the moment, I'm really into going back to old combos, especially because yeah. I just, you know, when you go back and look at stuff that you've done and you're like, oh shit that's really cool or I would be a hundred times better at that now so let's go and try that again um so I've done this really really cool like handstandy combo and I just couldn't get it I I could well it's not I couldn't get it it was the twizzle like it wasn't quite the angle wasn't quite right and I just kept going and going and going and I did it all day I had like two hours where I did it consist constantly where I'm so like if it doesn't look right I'm like going again going again and then I'd get another hour's break between a private and I'm like right I'm gonna get another try and get another video because I know I can do this better and and then like off the back of that though my body was fucked the next day like you know like where you've just pushed your body you know when you get into that mindset where you're like no I'm not I'm not stopping until I get it like I'm going I know I can get it I'm gonna get it and you just I spent all day trying to get it still didn't get it like to the to the standard that I wanted it um and then my body the next day and even that night I was wiped out yeah you do like you do um use so much energy don't you and it's like 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 when I was and I was like knackered that night and I was thinking like was that really worth it like did I really have to train that like all day to get nothing and now I feel like shit (laughs) you know so sometimes you do you not feel like that what's that yeah Except that's the way the training goes anyway, isn't it? I think that's, again, that's quite a thing that it, it's nice for people to see that because the world of Instagram can be so false sometimes and it's so easy to yes. fall into that mind trap of like, oh my God, they just did that first go. Like, no, you didn't see the 4,000 attempts of trying no, to do No, no. I do put a lot of my progress up now, actually. I like it. I like watching my fails. I think it's good. I, I think it's good to share. I have a, I must admit, like, because I'm so methodical with the way I train as in, I break, I'm very kinesthetic, so I need to know how something feels at every stage before I do it. Okay. So I break everything right down, and then I'm like, okay, she takes this hand. Oh, no, it doesn't do that. That's mm. spicy sort of thing. <laughs> and I, I think I've avoided, so although I've picked up small injuries, I've never had falls or like proper, I think I've had one proper fall, and that was when I started pole. Mm-hmm. Dan Rosen always pesters me for pole fails for pole holes. I was like, I literally don't have any. I'm really sorry. I'm really boring. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, like, sorry, I don't have any for you. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, when I, when I do stretch that into my like my training with fails and things like that as well, I always study the video back. Try and yeah, always. What's gone that wrong? As well. That's that. But yeah, it, it used to be very, very structured it's not structured so much my training now and a lot of the reason of that is is because one it's taken back from the gymnastics as I had a very structured sort of routine from a young age Mm -hmm. so I don't enjoy that anymore I just like to go in on the day and see how I one how my body's feeling because of my injury and two just how I'm feeling in general I have days where I just want to whack the pole on spin and do pretty shapes and pretty spins I have days where I'm like, I feel like, right, determined, pissed me off. I can't do this move for so long. I'm going to give it a good go. It, it genuinely just depends on how I'm feeling my mindset that day and how my body's reacting to how. Yeah, I'm when sure. I did a podcast with Brit Bloom, 
mm-hmm. she said it's not when we when we were talking about the same she was like it's not up to me how I'm gonna train it's it's up to my body yeah you know it's it's not you know I, you could wake up and be like I I'm gonna train flexibility today get to the yeah. studio and if your body isn't feeling it you know what it's like when you try to split or back bend and you're like <clears throat> nah ain't happening not today happening. yeah you know so it's very it's very very much dependent on how you're feeling ev- yeah. everything so yeah. yeah that's really interesting I don't really have much of a structure um, no. I just I, I do admire people that I like are so structured um one of the girls I teach for competitions I've never met someone so regimented with their training mm-hmm. but she's good with it like she will she'll train three privates a week she'll do her comp run throughs and she'll go home and she'll do she'll do deload so she'll do prehab and rehab she will go for a run to keep her cardio up certain days fridays of the stretching i'm like oh my god like i genuinely think i'm not gonna like that probably make me really miserable feeling so structured with it because it started as a hobby and it became a job and i want to keep that side of things to where i'm like i still really enjoy this for me yeah absolutely 100 percent. but i do think it's different if you are like if you've got nothing else going on like there's there's so much more to to, to this world in like pole than than meets the eye for you you. Like, there's so much more to life than pole i was like oh my god you're gonna lose followers <laughs> no. no babes no um no there's so much more to it for, for you guys and like for studio owners it's not just you know you have to keep that love of it because there's so much more to it it's not just like how it was a hobby like for that student of yours who has probably got that one goal or she's competing like if, if you were competing and you had nothing else going on like you didn't need to worry about your studio you didn't need to worry about class planning you didn't need to worry about doing private lessons yeah. and all your everything that comes along with it um which is amazing by the way for us we still love it but if you didn't have that then you would be able to be a bit more structured it's easy for you know if I if, if you were just training for you and, for, and you had your goal of the competition you would be able to fit in you know you, you're stretching yeah. you're running but this that's also a big thing isn't it for instructors and stuff like there's so much more going on than just it's um, yeah. it's a lovely it'll be it's lovely when you can get in time for you and to train but you, you you're thinking about other people 90 yeah. percent of the time yeah my training a lot as well um if it's a super hard combo then I'm like right how can I adapt this so I can teach elements of this this yeah. week and how can I yeah it's constantly that as well in the back of my mind of like exactly I can't be selfish with my time and bend myself in half constantly because I don't have flexible students so I need to train stuff that is going to be and also like you know again <clears throat> if you have a pocket of time and you burn all your energy out and you know that you're teaching like I want to keep myself on top form people are paying good money to come and spend yeah. an hour with you like I don't want to be like oh, you know I can't really demo this because I'm injured or I haven't really got the energy to do this or and if I haven't got the energy it's gonna be half heart half-hearted you know it's you just there's so much more for us to to think about so yeah but it's admirable to watch people that are really structured isn't it like if yeah. you know we all, would, <laughs> we all would if we could it's just yeah. you know we have a hundred things going on um so how do you look after your body in terms of nutrition I say diet by the way but I don't mean diet as in like a you know regimented diet I'm, I'm just like, saying I was absolutely dreading this question because my diet is shocking you know what babes you should have just messaged me back and said can we take this out <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm I was like, I'm I'm sorry. again at the same time I, I do think it's nice to hear that because I do think there are so many people out there and fair play to you like the people that are like well I eat super healthy I cut out carbs I do this I'm like I don't rely on myself 
anything. I'm no, not and, that's, and this is great. And this is what this is all about, by the way. Like, it's not about <laughs> you coming on and saying, I eat this many calories a day. I hit this many macros. This is what I have. I eat X, Y, Z, eat really clean. Just being honest. Yeah. Just being honest. I, um... I was like, oh, people aren't going to want to know about my time. <laughs> so I don't deny myself anything. It's moderation. I'm very lucky Always. that I, I don't have a sweet tooth. Okay. So Bonus. You're never going to find, well, it's very rare that I'll be eating puddings and things like that. Or I don't snack as in like crisps and chocolate. I like, I've got a very savory tooth, but I eat what I want. Mm-hmm. When I want, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, How tall are you? So I'm five seven. Five seven. Cool. I thought you were quite tall. Yeah, yeah I'm five seven. Uh, I I have got a very, so everyone laughs about it. You see it in my stories quite a bit. So when I joke about having a coke addiction, <laughs> like I'm a joke. I'm addicted to Coca Cola. Okay. Right. I thought I'm just going to clarify that now. Right, I drink like. <laughs> A liter and a half of Coca-Cola. A day. Stop it. Stop it. I know it's so bad. It's so, so bad. I used to run pubs years ago. So this is what like started it. And I would work from six in the morning till three in the morning. So to kill my hunger and give me energy, I drink Coca-Cola. And There's now no- nothing beats a crisp cold Coke, though, does it? <laughs> I don't nothing. even like the taste of it. I'm just like, I feel like I need it. I get a headache if I don't have it. <laughs> right, okay. So um Pam, know, this so- is an addiction. This is <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I'm fully aware of this. And a lot of people have been like, that's not good. And like, I'm well aware it's not good for me. But um, I'm running on it. I feel like I eat fairly healthily when I say like, I don't deny myself anything. I'm, I don't feel great if I eat lots of like fried food. I don't eat pizza or fried food or anything like oh, you that. You feel so crap, like, don't you? You feel I shit. Feel awful. I can't train on it. Um, oh. I went to America for two weeks and sorry for American viewers. I don't care how they say like, oh, nice fresh food I'm like it's not compared to like England's fresh veg and steam like you know for me yeah. I, I do eat healthy I do eat fresh I cook quite a lot um I went vegetarian for like 10 months last year okay when did you see a change in your physique so not so much in my physique my energy levels were a lot higher I must admit that is the one thing I do struggle with is my energy levels and I do okay. know that if I structured my diet better it'd probably be better 100 percent but I really enjoy food and I don't yeah. like denying myself anything do you um, um do you take many supplements I do I take uh vitamin b12 I take um what else do I take I take vitamin c and I have I have b12 injections as well yeah I've had a b12 injection do you have, yeah. them, do you have them regularly do you have them every three months uh so first one I've had it was two weeks uh, so I had that two weeks and then it's once every six weeks I think it is oh okay cool yeah cool so and I just started about three months ago and differences and yeah I have noticed a difference I'm it's actually the thing I've noticed first is that I'm sleeping better so I'm getting more natural sleep on my own anyway with that yeah yeah um that's good yeah I have noticed it yeah I've noticed it with that I started actually no I've been having them longer because I had them right before I started UK PPC training so um just to give me a boost so yeah I do find that my diet is fairly healthy like I would never go out and like I don't eat fast food so I don't eat like very rarely I'll have a McDonald's yeah it doesn't like a McDonald's I'm like oh yeah I'm exactly exactly the same yeah it's just a bit 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. Though. So yeah. So I do eat well, but I don't um I don't structure like what I eat essentially. Yeah. I don't make okay. reference like whatever I fancy. <clears throat> yeah. And at weekends enough. I'll have a few drinks at the weekend. Um but yeah, I don't I don't really design myself anything. But yeah, supplements, I do take some supplements. Yeah. That's good. That's good. It's important. And do you focus on like are you quite big on your like macronutrients? Do you focus on your protein intake or are you just like no, I don't know. I don't know. Harry, uh, I the amount of, the amount of people that are just like, if you just did this, and I'm like, mm. oh, I know, but again, it's that. I always feel like but if you're happy with what you've got it's going that on, joy you get from, yeah. there's nothing more I enjoy than going out and trying a really nice restaurant or being like, oh, I'm gonna go home and like cook this nice Thai curry tonight, and I don't process what's going into that or how many of my five a day I'm getting, or I just as long as I'm i'm healthy and i'm happy then yeah that's a really big that's a really really big thing you can't want to be like restricted or just feel like you can't enjoy the simple things but if you actually get enjoyment out of cooking like going to restaurants and stuff like yeah that's if that's like something that you enjoy then yeah then that is totally understandable and i've definitely noticed over the last like two to three years though that uh, <laughs> i keep saying age is catching up <laughs> that when i went past my mid 30s that that was I put on weight easier now and <laughs> yeah my husband's been saying this to me <laughs> well you don't look it by the way but my my husband was saying the same to me he was like it's gonna you're getting older and it's gonna come a point where your metabolism is gonna start to slow down and you because when you when you like you when you've been in this for a long time like for me I can I don't really fluctuate too much with my body fat now I stay consistent all year round um and I think that's a genetics thing more than anything else if I'm being honest because uh it's not natural really to be yeah. like that all year round but uh, I am um and if I need to pull it back I can do quite quickly I can pull it back yeah. within like a week <laughs> my husband keeps saying to me like it's my, I'm 28 next week and he's like you're you know it's it's gonna start slowing down and you will start to notice differences and you are going to have to be, you're going to pick up more, you, you know, you have to be careful more of your body because of how injury, more injury prone you are when you get older too. And a hundred pounds, do you know, do you know what? it's not even so much the injury prone, it's the recovery time. Yes. And I know it's because I actually started pole, like I said, when I was like 30. So. Wow. Did you? You look so young yeah. by the way too. You do not look. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for it, babes. I'm all for it. It's, an, it's it's essential nowadays. Yeah. I'm sorry if I disagree, but... <laughs> but uh, I, did, I definitely um, noticed, so it's like, the first two years, and it sounds really bad, but almost, like, cocky, like, yeah, I can bend myself in half, and I feel fine the next day. Like, it, I yeah. can do this, and I feel fine. And then slowly, I was like, okay, I did that four days ago. What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I still can't walk. <laughs> yeah yeah literally I make the noise that like you know your noise when you get up now to alert people around you that you're standing up like mm -hmm. oh grandma's getting up they'll be like oh as I'm standing up now or when you're lying down as well I question heartburn I'm like is this it <laughs> am I on my way out <laughs> is it finally happening no it's heartburn <laughs> oh yes I had a glass of wine last night <laughs> yeah no you're totally right I mean when I I've been 
I've been really more cautious. I think you have to learn from injuries, by the way. I, I don't, they are, you should be aware and more injury pro- and, you know, try to prevent injuries as best you can from cross training, stretching. I think regular, ma- regular massages are absolutely crucial if you are working out a lot. It's so, so important. But you do learn from yeah. those injuries. Like, for example, I pulled my glutes so badly in like the second lockdown. Like, honestly, I was in, I was in all sorts of trouble. Like, I am, um, my husband had he had recently pulled or had like something to do with his like sciatica and was given a rehab program to strengthen his glutes and I followed his rehab program and I was out for six weeks it was really really bad and luckily we were in lockdown so it's fine um but now I'm really cautious of that like I couldn't move I couldn't like even bending to brush my teeth was agony like my I was doing squats for rehab and I could only go as far down as like the arm of the sofa like that was that was my mobility that was it um and again you learn you learn from that because you never ever want to be in that situation where you're you say that but do you also feel as if you get that with your students as well where like you it's almost like you know when you have a cold and you forget what it's like to breathe because you do it every oh day. Yeah, I, I take that <laughs> so much. I'm like, am I ever going to be able to breathe again? <laughs> oh my God, I've never taken this for granted again. Yes. And like, yeah, and I feel like it's the same with people with like certain things with injuries as well. Um, I feel like unless you've had a bad injury, mm-hmm. it's almost like you, it, it is literally your brain's coping mechanism <clears throat> anyway. Mm-hmm. You almost have that thing that trauma thing where you 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 forget what that's like it's like your brain blocks that out so if you've got a full-on debilitating injury like first thing is like oh crap this isn't right and then it's like okay this is is this it now yeah (laughs) am I ever going to recover yeah and trying to explain that to people um this is why we don't do this because you don't want this you can say it all that you want like the common one is people that don't train both sides mm-hmm. and like trying to explain to them like you do not want compensation injuries because they suck they are mm-hmm. so painful and they take time to correct yeah and I think people think of an injury as a broken bone or and I'm like you know what I know this sounds really bad I'd take a broken leg any day over this psoas and hip injury because oh my God, yeah bones heal like it you twist an ankle and you're never going to fully get that strength back in the ankle. So being careful and like so trying to explain that to people is so hard. <laughs> yeah, I know that this is the same in my right hamstring. And even with my left, this is why splitting is quite difficult for me because mm-hmm. I can I can feel it still. Like my my hamstrings are like, if I, when I go into a split, it's almost like something in my brain's going, ooh, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Um I my right hamstring is like when I pulled that it was oh horrendous and like it's just it's just not worth it either like I remember I went into a flat I went into a flat split on my right side in lockdown and I was in my garden and I was like yes like like in like on the floor like yes and then my hamstring just went ping and it was and I felt it ping and it was horrendous and I am I was with my I was I did a story on this the other day actually when I went because I, I work four days a week in corporate um and I was so still used to wearing heels and obviously then we had lockdown and stuff and I went into back into the office wore heels for two days um and the damage it did to my calves and my hamstrings my hamstrings were tight for three weeks afterwards like stretching them like the you know and again it's that it's just being aware of yeah 
like the implications of certain stuff and the injuries that could happen and not pushing yourself yeah my my favorite saying to people uh, like my students especially is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something I learned the hard way the only other really bad injury I've had was I tore the tendon in my elbow and it was when I thought I was strong I wasn't strong I did an INX I've got it on video I've got it snapping on video oh I can imagine how that must go by the way it makes me very crazy actually it didn't hurt I did it and I, I saw it go and you see my arm literally go the opposite way and I get down and I'm just like I was like and carried on I was doing deadlifts on it for four hours I woke up the next day with an arm like a sausage roll and that's when I was like ooh. and trying to explain to people that just because you can do a twisted grip doesn't mean necessarily you're strong enough to hold yourself in that position 100%. because you're yeah everything's at its max sort of capacity and if you've not got the strength and stability to hold that you're going to damage something mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're going to damage your shoulders you could no. damage something else yeah so <laughs> I did it with you do my learn wrist. yeah I do I did it with my wrist so this is mm-hmm. why I think it's so important by the way to video yourself you were saying about like your with your students and um I can't, there was something earlier you said and it made me think like when I'm doing privates I and even with myself I get my students to video everything like if I'm teaching if they come to me to do flips or something like that like especially very dynamic stuff like I oh it was when you were saying you were at you analyze videos yes yeah so I do I always video everything I do anyway and I analyze like you say I I almost do like a pre-run through I try and get it perfect um and then like you're I watch back and I'm like right I know I could tidy that up a little bit and I do the same with my students I, I get them to video everything so that we can watch it back because even as an instructor you can't especially if it's like fast like something like a flip or something like that like you can't watch every aspect of their body and it's really yeah. good as well for them to for them to physically watch it and say this is where you're going wrong like I can tell you what you're doing but sometimes it doesn't quite go they in need- like you need to see it yeah um and I damaged my wrist back in November it took it's actually pretty good now it's actually fine it's taken about three months to recover um which is a long time um and I did I did a um I did a a pendulum and the pole was so grippy we had a student that do you come in and use like some form of gorilla grip on the pole I don't know. Yeah. It might have been worse. It might have been. I don't know if it was gorilla grip. It was something. And honestly, Pam, the pole was it was unusable. It had to. It was cleaned ten times plus with vodka, everything to get the shit off the off the pole. But in the same breath, the pole was so grippy. Yeah. Like I was like, there was a part of me that was like, I shouldn't train on this, but I was like, this is so grippy that this is like so perfect and ideal so anyway I did a pendulum and again I had it on video and um I you know like when so I swung out and then you know when you come back in and then go up because the pole was so grippy my wrist didn't it didn't didn't rotate it didn't move with me so then as I swung in it then had no choice and it jolts and you can see it in the video you can see where my wrist is like it's such a like a sharp movement um and again like stupidly I should I, I knew I shouldn't have trained on that pole I knew I should have cleaned it down but the I was like oh this is so grippy I'm going to use this to my to my advantage and again just watching it and it's like oh god that was <laughs> awful but anyway so um your rest and downtime yeah what, do, what does that look like for you so so I, I 
the amount of people that say that they have like a rest day or two rest days but mm-hmm. I have like deload weeks where okay. I do nothing so okay once a month I will still teach yeah and I'll teach privates that are anatomical so I'll tell them I will show you videos I will spot you I will guide you everything you're doing a video but I'm not going on the pole my body needs that once yeah. a week not, not once a week one a week every now and then to just be like I'm deloading the only t- classes I will teach where I'm demoing are my usual classes where it's like but privates I will not train I'll have a week off the downtime rest time I literally <laughs> I joined a gym that's got a spa so I'll go and lie <laughs> an hour Tuesday oh me, yes. that's, that's what I need I just I like to rest my body I eat good food um just chill watch Netflix I am quite an active person but I've got like rather I've got more like of an active mind so I need something projects to keep me busy yeah um but that is relaxing to me rather than um for example my idea of how I'm not gonna lie is going for runs like oh, running God, anything like that same like, absolutely not <laughs> I am not <laughs> my students doing the uh, New York is it New York marathon coming up yeah I think it's like this week or next week she's or the half marathon she's off to do that like next weekend and genuinely I was like you know you don't have to do that (laughs) you don't you don't have to some people just love it though don't they like that I suppose it's the same way that we love love pole yeah yeah I just so I like going out and exploring so I do like going for hikes and things like that Mm -hmm. uh just spending time with friends going out for food and drinks yeah nothing I'm so just making time quality time yeah I'm actually just like really boring I'm so introverted as well so no I think that's really good I think that's a really good message it's interesting we were having this conversation I was having it with Vanessa Bag and a couple of other people Mm -hmm. this week actually talking about private lessons and teaching in privates that you you all you don't have to get on the pole all the time yeah you know you can you can talk somebody for especially your more advanced students you can talk through your move and be a bit more savvy with your with your teaching like there was a period of time it's not as much anymore because I have really stopped and tried to be really strict on it but there was a period of time where people were coming to me because they wanted to do doubles with me in their private Mm -hmm. lessons um which I was like yeah of course because a a part of me was like well it's it's good content too for me to get like pole flows and like I loved it yeah but then going home and I was absolutely knackered and being like I can't keep doing this I can't keep training with my students in their privates like this is we need no no this is not this isn't sustainable my my students for the last year have just been so understanding as well because I would have days where I couldn't even do an an inside leg hang um so they've been really good but it's actually taught me that I don't need to demo all this stuff um if they really struggle to get it I mean then yes I will but I people that I get coming to me for privates in person always want specifics and it's never like I'm like do you just want to learn a chair spin we like chair spins and they're like no I want to do upright bird of paradise in twin eagle and into it I'm just like okay yeah <laughs> I have days when my body's just like it is not doing that today like rainbow marchenko like I feel like these days I need like three hours to recover and I don't have the time to do that so this is it it's being savvy yeah this being savvy with your time too like you cut you it's not it's not worth the risk is it for you like you have to get that balance of this is my job I have to teach and stuff like that and then doing things for you which is going to potentially 
impact that. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think you can, I think with your advanced students, especially students that are doing stuff like that, like you can absolutely talk them through where they need to go. Yeah. You don't always need to be demoing as much as maybe you think you do. But um, well, that's interesting because that's a nice way of, that's a, that's a, I think that's a really nice balance of your downtime, making yeah. time for what you love to do and what you enjoy to do. And the yeah. deload week is, you know, do you do, you do that at like, the end of every month? Do you do that? Do you do that like a, a a certain amount of time apart like every four weeks you just do, do it um, the week before the last week of the month my last okay. week of the month I guarantee I have a major private day where I'll teach nine hours back to back in Cambridge so yeah. so I'll have a deload week before mm-hmm. um sorry I'm like looks like I'm like really playing myself I'm sat in my back <laughs> that's fine um, I uh I took it from so if you think of people that do powerlifting powerlifters when they're competing at a high level they have to have deload weeks where they do nothing but then they'll mm-hmm. do their diet with that mm-hmm. if you think of what we're lifting on a daily basis whether it's you training or you spotting and you're constantly lifting heavier weights your body literally needs that time to recover and yeah. a day maybe two days doesn't always do it especially if you've got doms nothing worse than doms and knowing that you have to go I've again really badly right now i'm sat here and my quads are on fire oh no way oh bless <laughs> you what did you do uh this... i was pilates last night funnily enough i've been pilates, like pilates last three days and she's focused on legs and glutes the last three days so now they're just really angry on fire pilates are amazing for for us um so that that actually leads me nicely into my next question um do you do much for your like do you do much cross training and for your strength and conditioning like what do you what do you do so um i'll train gymnastics elements off the pole so i still train handstands uh i'll still go to gymnastics every now and then just to keep up with tumbling bars keep Mm -hmm. on top of that but um i swim so i do a lot of swimming do you know what swimming i really struggle with i saw it's once the one thing i'm i'm i I can enjoy any sport swimming i'm terrible i'm so bad at swimming like i probably my mum always said i was a bit of a water baby i love being in water i love being so yeah like i quite i quite enjoy swimming swimming is amazing for like an all uh, for your cardiovascular health too but just an all sort of all over workout yeah. really but not too it's strenuous you always get out feeling starving only after a swim yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it yeah just makes you feel like I feel like I've earned I can eat everything in my fridge this day. yeah exactly <laughs> honestly I can know I maybe I need to try again I do you know what I think it is this is going to sound really silly I don't think I've ever I've never been taught how to swim properly so wait okay. I can swim by the way I can swim it's, it's a movie. <laughs> this is me I am like that in the pool on holiday that's that is me no, no one can see this can they but I'm flapping like little doggy <laughs> doggy paddle is my go-to always um it's the breathing so like free okay. free lengths for me on a pool and I'm done okay I, I'm so I've had I to can... build it back up I've had to build it back up since COVID but yeah no I enjoy I enjoy swimming uh, yeah, I've got some really, really good. Waterproof headphones, and I just put my phone on the side, listen to my music, and I'm, I'm done for a few hours. I feel like I kind of felt like it was my physio that suggested I started swimming as well. She's like, Oh, you need to get some weightless movement through your hips. It's not, you know, up the pole, like using your strength. And I was like, You're literally sending me to like aquatherapy like an injured dog. <laughs> I was like, That's all that I had in my mind. I was like, yeah. Don't they do like, water therapy for dogs when they're injured and they're on the treadmill she's like like, but not on the treadmill just go swimming I was like okay I remember getting to the pool and I was like do I just 
just switch. Yeah. <laughs> like, what else do I do? Have you found it beneficial? Yes, I have. I definitely mm. have. Yeah. Well, it's um, like resistance, I, isn't it? But not. It's it's, it's resistance, not like, but not like well, you're not adding weight for it, are you? It's just it's natural resistance. Yeah, it does. It just makes my back feel looser when I've done it. Really, so I do quite enjoy it. Yeah, it does because I'm working the muscle that I need to. Because like it's like active for me, like active recovery. Because like if I'm injured, I can't sit around and do nothing. But I need to put some movement through it. Yeah, walking aggravates uh I get really bad sciatica if I go on long walks whereas yeah. because it's weightless and I'm still using the joints and the muscles it does uh it loosens off my back a little bit mm-hmm. so yeah um I've had a lot of benefits from that uh, I've recently taken up Pilates I'm trying that I'm on three days a week at the moment the goal is to get to an hour every day mm-hmm. um I just I need to start switching on the muscles that started switching off when the injury occurred because um so we're still trying to find out how exactly the label tear happened because it's I've never had anything where I've, I've injured it and went what was that she said the bolt of pain would have been nervy through my back when I was doing an allegra and that's it telling me that something's annoyed in my back but it's because I tore it and then all the muscles switched off and then the other muscles started compensating it's a whole chain isn't it the human yeah. body mm-hmm. <laughs> do you yeah who would think that the body is all I don't know if I had to do one other. thing if I was God, I'd invent human again, but just better function. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the same with me. I need to train my glutes. I need to, I need, and I not do the, all the, not for, to get an aesthetically nice bum. I just need to, I need to, I need to strengthen yeah. my glutes because they don't activate, which is how I got the injury in the first place. Um, and you, it, and it links in, like you say, with the posterior chain, you have mm-hmm. to strengthen your posterior chain um you know because it's it's all that movement isn't it getting your hips up like (laughs) near enough everything that we do is all about getting those hips up driving power up and that that requires a strong posterior chain and if you don't have a strong posterior chain your back your body is going to compensate either through your lower back or you know through through something else and that's that is where the injuries occur (laughs) your hip flexor took everything yeah so that's why my hips are so my hips are actually pretty strong, so I can lift my leg freestanding quite high, but it's overloaded it. So I I told everyone this recently. So when I went to the physio, she said something to me and I can't unsee it now. So I was laying on the bed. She's like, huh? She's like, your right bum cheek is a lot smaller than your left. And I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, it's like, think of it like a bra size smaller. And I was like, oh my god I've got one I've got a b cup and a b and a d cup on my butt and ever since I can't stop looking at my ass and it's because my left fires up really quick it's like yep we got this because that's my how interesting so rolling up for a muscle up I can really feel it all through my left side of my glute because it's really active and my hips taking over my right side's just chilling like yeah left you do all the work yeah like woo. so so I can't I couldn't squeeze my right bum cheek she was like squeeze and I was like I am she's like you're not and I was like oh my god whereas my left's like <laughs> yeah glute activation so, is so important uh, yeah so important but like I genuinely thought my glutes worked I was like yeah mm. I've got really strong glutes I was like oh shit no I haven't I've just got like a re- I've just got Hulk Hogan for my left butt cheek yeah your left, right your left side Herman. is loving life strong as strong as fuck and your right is like yeah. I'm not having any of it just chilling yeah so, so I started doing pilates for that for glute activation and it's definitely working because yesterday I went to pilates and I kind of like hobbled in like 
oh my god please be nice to my butt today yeah I have done one Pilates class but I think I'm gonna my physio that I went or that I, I mm-hmm. I've changed physios quite a lot um because yeah. he's finding a good it's not actually not a good one I've said this before it's actually just finding the right one for you um yeah. one of my physios um he said to me you need to be doing Pilates that was like his big thing like you need you need to be doing Pilates like that is that is absolutely sort of is so beneficial for you and what you do like that's going to really really help you and I can see why when I did a little Pilates, yeah. um, I did just just something on YouTube actually, and just watching how they like how they warm up, maybe not even yeah. warm up actually, just how they actually just get. Well, I suppose it is warming up. How they like start to act activate, activate, activate is right word. Yeah. How they activate everything, and I was like, oh, this is this is really good. Like yeah. how they really like even when you're laying on your side and doing like mm-hmm. leg raises and then doing it like taking it to the side and and then yeah. to the other side and like doing that like twenty times. It's definitely shown me where I'm not stable, where I thought I was. Yeah. Like it's definitely shown up some areas of weakness that I'm like, okay, this is something that I wouldn't have really thought about before. Uh-huh. So I've had so many suggestions. The biggest one that was suggested to me was like, you need to go and lift weights. I literally can't think of anything worse. I'm so sorry. It's not for me. It's not fun. I just, it's not for me. I tried and I was like, no, no, like, my business partner's the exact opposite so do you remember we had like that snow last year mm-hmm. and it was locked down so the gyms were closed but they were open outdoors yeah she messaged me and she was like oh what are you up to and I was like I'm sat eating cheesecake watching Netflix and she was like I'm at the gym and I was like aren't the gyms closed she's like yeah and then she sent me she was doing this like kettlebell workout in the snow where they'd pick up a kettlebell down mm-hmm. run across the rugby field to the next I was like dude there's snow like what what the hell are you doing yeah get inside get inside like absolutely not I feel like you either have a real love for it or you don't know um personally I think like I've said a lot like you should view it you 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 shouldn't view it as a chore you should you really need to change your mindset of of like you're going to to lift weight to improve that the thing that you love the most but yeah if it's it, you know it's, you either enjoy it or you don't but it is it is you are right you are, it is really beneficial it would be so beneficial for you if you did but if you if you don't enjoy it then you know right. the sofa's is more your buddy it's fine <laughs> right um yoga as well someone said so another thing that I struggle with is switching off my asympathetic nervous system because mm-hmm. my muscles are always like ready to go like I'll go yeah. and have my nails and she's like lax your hands and I'm like <laughs> solid and she's like Claws. yeah so um but when the physio because I've recently changed physio as well I've seen a lot of physios the physio before he was very good but he would say oh yeah your your mobility range is great and I'm like but not for me Mm. like I understand that it's really good but I'm telling you it's restrictive of what I do and it's getting me down so this one suggested pilates and in my head pilates is the same as yoga at this point and I remember I was so bored in yoga I I fell asleep (laughs) I've always struggled with yoga I've always I've always struggled with it I think that's great for people and I think great like if you're that you're quite a calm relaxed person anyway not that I'm not calm I just my brain's always active so I'm too active and in my head to focus on what I'm doing in yoga so in my head I was like Pilates is the same but then um I actually watched a podcast with uh Bendy Kate Mm -hmm. Bendy Kate is like my absolute 
discipline got like I would love to be that discipline I'd never met someone so structured in their lifestyle their training their prehab and rehab as Bendy Kate I went to see her for physio a few times and I've had a private with her and just to be like just to watch how she trains how her lifestyle is I'm like that is why you are the way you are and I so wish my brain could be that way but like I just can't it's not for me but when she said all oh, Pilates, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll give that a go. Because I know Benny Kate does Pilates every single day without fail. And does she? I can understand the benefits to it. Like, yeah. It is good. It's a good workout. And it, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. I really took my instructor cool. with me um, the day before yesterday. And she's like, is it easy? I was like, um, it's not too bad. And she just looked over at me halfway through the class and just went, oh, my God, my abs. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, because it's, um, it's, I feel like you get real body awareness from it. 100%, yeah. Too, because you have to use the muscles that are, that are activating. You can't really, you I mean, can't I can, you can't cheat, can you? You can't, you, no. you, you really have to switch on and activate the muscles that are being used. Yeah. Um, so I think that's excellent. And again, it then, it, it everything translates to pole because you can then say, well, this is what, this is the muscles that you should um feel and be activated and also when you're teaching students you can then like if they need to warm up their core or their shoulders or their legs like you're going to be able to take these moves and translate them to get them warm yeah um so last thing i want to finish on is your new comp i thought this is a good ah, thing to talk about yes um so it what t- talk about it what 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 um sort of what inspired you to start it give us a little bit of info so um so I, for me, I've competed now, six years I've competed, and I've, the one that I've recently just dropped out of was the decider of me, like, it's not for me anymore, my body's mm-hmm. not doing it. Um, that must my have been a really difficult decision, by the way. Really quick side it, note, that must have been really difficult. The dropping out or deciding no longer competing? Both. So I think, I think the no longer competing one's been coming for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I did UKPPC back in November just because I I did it three years ago on an injury. That's when I'd in that's when I'd uh, impinged my hamstring. Mm-hmm. I'd got the injury like three days before, and I was so I came third in instructor category, but I was so mad at myself because I was like I could do better than that. It, like mm. if I wasn't injured, injured I could do better. You almost so want to go on stage, don't you, and say I'm injured. By the way, just just to let you all know. Almost, like be kind. <laughs> but yeah. Almost, like yeah, to an extent, yeah. But um, so I, that was always my goal to do that competition one more time to see if I could do better. Yeah. And I shouldn't have entered in November. I was still very injured. Sorry, hiccups. Sorry. I know. Uh, <laughs> So I was still very injured. And then I was like, well, my my student had entered and I was like, I'll enter with you. And I was like, I'll just do it for a bit of fun. And when I got through, I was like, crap, I'd better do it now, hadn't I? And then yeah, you got, got committed. <laughs> yeah. And then it just got to the point where actually I don't get any enjoyment from I love being on stage. I'm a bit of a show pony. I'm a bit like yes I like playing a character and showing you like what I can do but again it, it's a snapshot because I actually don't do well when I'm on stage interesting um, yeah I don't feel like what I put out on stage is reflective of what I'm actually capable of okay that makes sense 
Whereas like, I had like a really interesting com conversation with Dan Rosen about this. And Dan was like, oh, I do really well in comps. And I'm like, I don't, I get inside my head. I beat myself up. I always pick combos that I try and challenge myself because that's the whole reason I enter a comp. I never enter with the mindset of I'm entering to win. I've never really had that. I think because I had it, I was very competitive when I was a gymnast. If I was going yeah. to that comp, I was winning. <laughs> yeah, which I think is a great mindset, by the way. It would like it was, and I, I think I just took myself so far away from that that I didn't want it badly enough. Um, so I'd see people being like putting statuses up, being like, "Oh my god, it's six weeks out. I've cut out burgers and I've cut out this," and I'd be sat there eating a burger and being like, "Am I, am I meant to be cutting stuff out? Like I don't want to. I don't want to go and kill myself at the studio for three hours a day." Sort of yeah. thing. I took UKPPC and. Probably my last comp I did before lockdown Scotland, I took them fairly seriously. I trained like, for UK PPC, I would do eight run-throughs, probably like two or three times a week. UK PPC just gone, I trained once a week for it because wow. I just couldn't do anymore. Yeah. And it's just got to the point where I'm like, my body isn't recovering from it as well. It's stressing me out and I'm not enjoying the actual the training, training of it yeah, yeah. So I was like I just don't want to do this anymore I get more joy out of training other people for it and people who are far more creative plus oh my god the standard has gone up so high these days in competitions I went to watch pole art and I was just sat there with my jaw in my lap for half it being like this is semi-pro like yeah. the hell <laughs> so but it, it, it was that it was when I went to watch pole art and the semi-pro category and the pro category and I, I watched them and I thought these are the categories that like my instructor like my instructors would have to enter or my studio partner who have never competed have no experience of competing and they'd be against each other and I've got instructors that can't invert who mainly teach base work or teach heels and then I've got you know Kim who's very similar level to me and I was like there's no Although Pole Theatre have recently brought out New Face, I still feel like there's, there was no structure for like, if you are truly a beginner, but you teach, there's nowhere for you to go with that. And You're I was totally kind of right. sick of, yeah, people coming on to wanting to be instructors. And my first question being, do you want to compete at any point? Because you may have to sacrifice that unless you get like really good. I know what actually this is where when I actually think about it I because I've never competed mm -hmm. ever and I actually you are totally right I knew that when I started teaching in 2017 I knew at that point I was never going to be able to compete because I wasn't good enough at that point in time I, I wasn't okay. and so I knew and so and, and those people everyone I like do pods with they always say to me have you competed and I'm like I think people expect that I compete and I'm at a point now where I think I probably should compete probably should just yeah I, I probably should um and my husband says to me all the time like baby you need, you need to compete now like you just you know just just go and try it go and do it um I think that that's uh, a very interesting thing you just said to be fair I think that that, that is that well actually from what you've just said that's just actually just triggered exactly the moment that I realized that I wasn't going to compete and I just I think I just ruled it out because I knew at that yeah. point that my standard was like, I if think... I competed in pole I'd have to compete at a professional level and I was not at that standard at that point in time I think it's like it's a big one in the industry that we lose so many instructors competing and then we lose people competing that would actually be <clears throat> really fabulous at competing at their level yeah because they're instructing um although what you just said is like 
you feel like you should compete now I feel like it's an individual journey for everyone and then so when I competed I when I joined pole when I started pole I always said I'm never competing Mm -hmm. because I'd had years of that with gymnastics yeah I didn't want that environment to be fair it's a very different thing everyone has their own things when they compete um I my instructor Leanne just as as an option would love to compete but she does an invert so she's like oh no it's not for me I think there are comps out there that offer that but if you are more into the fitness side of things then 100% it is restrictive of where you can go when I first competed I remember I didn't really know much about the industry I entered an advanced level competition I was teaching and someone said you need to do professional and the panic set in I was like oh my god I'm not professional I'm not professional my first competition was awful there's no video I've hit it I think (laughs) I forgot my routine and did a fucking forward roll across the stage jeez and, you like, and I joked before I went on stage, Kim was like, what are you going to do if you forget your routine? And I was like, I'll do a forward roll. And as I was doing a forward roll, I was kind of like, oh God, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then no. I stood up as well, looked over to her in the audience, went in the middle of my routine. and <laughs> It was awful. It was awful. You learned from it though, right? It's a learning curve. Yes. But that is the thing I was saying, like that was year one of competing and that taught me a massive lesson that actually you don't need to be the most advanced pole dancer to compete. My girl, Amy, that competes, uh, she's just done polar and she's just done British, uh, GB, yeah. Great British Pole Championships. Yeah. She won her category in both. And every time she competes, she messages me. She's like, oh my God, this person's so much bendier than me. Oh my God, that person can deadlift. I can't do that. I'm like, it's not about what tricks you put in and what level of stuff you can put in. It's about how well you can put this together structure a routine and do what you do well so yeah and that's it isn't it misconception with that with competing yeah always and I that it it really was at that point in time I knew I was like there's no way that I could I can I can Mm -hmm. go against these people that are competing back in 2017 there's no way so I'd always always ruled it out um and then actually um when I now when I start to look at who's winning competitions and I look at their level and I think, well, I, I'm actually on par with their level. Like, I'm, I'm on par with these people. And then I think, like... It's quite surprised me that you don't think you're that, like, if you don't think you're ready to commit. Because, like, looking through your stuff, I was like, damn, girl, you strong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babes. Um, and I... I I loved being I you know I, I do love being on stage I've danced on I've you know I used to do sort of competitions with school um yeah. at, at like I don't know if you ever I don't know if you ever had rock challenge or if you ever heard of rock challenge have you ever heard of it before it's like done through colleges and school and all the schools would come together and compete and you like in front of big audiences and like, it, was I, it was like a, a almost similar bit like yeah each school competed and um, it would be like a three to six minute routine it was huge and um you know any time that I've been on stage and I've performed like I've done um because this is the thing I I thought to myself like that's this is it I'm not going to compete I'm going to focus on performing and maybe I'll just Mm -hmm. do that because I can I can perform and I love performing and doing stuff like that so there's no reason why I wouldn't like compete and I would love it but then when I've gone to start it I thought right I'm gonna give it a go mate I try I was like right I'm gonna start with the song tried to find a song and I'm like I'm done I, I can't I don't need to <laughs> and so I can't even get over that first hurdle because there's so much that goes into it isn't there and like I'm like there I don't is. even know where to start but I'm definitely I am going to seriously look at it but anyways back to your competition so you've created 
yeah you've created this competition for instructors at any level then across the board yes Fantastic. so basically we wanted to have categories that were strictly beginner intermediate advanced um we nice want, categories um, performance sorry they're good categories yeah we've got um when you start to get into semi-pro pro advanced it's, it's like oh. actually we've tried to keep it from that so we've yes got, we would what you so semi-pro in the industry i think when people hear like pro expert they're like oh god i'm not an expert and like i think it's more to do with you've competed before or yes you have more time to do this because it's your job supposedly yeah. but for me that's absolute crap because if you run a studio you've got less time to train than the little semi-pros that are bashing out Fonji 360s so <laughs> so, um, so so we went with the structure we wanted it to be um so as inclusive to all genres as we could so we went yeah. with the performance category we went with low flow category so actually <laughs> nothing above a climb so they do wow um, low boat flow base work and heels are included in those two categories, but not in the fitness side, because I personally find it very hard to think of how you would compare an exotic style routine or heels based routine compared to someone doing fungies and phoenixes. They're worlds apart. So, yeah. To me, like, there's no, if that person was doing fungies and phoenixes in heels, fair enough, it's comparable. And if not, like, damn you're doing that in heels yeah but if they're completely different styles I want to try and keep that separate that's amazing so yeah so we went for those and then we've got what we've called the uh expert expert category but we're actually thinking we're going to rename it to experience category advanced experience so everyone who is in the first five categories can have competed but could not have placed first, second or third in the competition in the last three years because we want to encourage people who have been put off competing and feel like they've not been the right level or they've not had the right experience. Plus, if you have placed first, second or third in the competition as an instructor, you would have done that at semi-pro, pro or instructor level. And what we're trying to do is create a safe space, a safe space, a, a space where people feel uh, they can enter at their true level and actually have like a chance to build up their comp experience that is amazing so, yeah so the experienced level is for people who have competed and have placed before so no one's excluded from the comp so you know the only competitions that that excludes is uh professional development competitions such as uk ppc and this pole dance uk those sorts of ones so i feel like if you are brave enough to enter those competitions at those levels then you don't need to be entering specialist competition you can enter a number of mainstream competitions that are available to you mm. that is brilliant that's great i was when i saw it i was like i have seen i have looked into it well just it any just in general you know when it when um you guys sort of released everything i was like oh this looks really really interesting um yeah so that sounds great. I'm going to, I think I might share that little snap, snap it, snip it on Instagram of this pod of you talking about it. Cause it, I think yeah, again, no just exposing and just give it, you know, cause people are frightened. I mean, yeah, I, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm frightened Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not it, scared to say. It's very, that I, it's um, a very nerve wracking thing because mm. um, you put so much time and effort and you do put like a lot of love and personal 
you know, like personality into a routine, you're basically, you are going on stage to bear a part of your soul or a part of what you're passionate about to other people. Yeah. And you're literally being judged on that. It's, it's one of your biggest human fears. Yeah. And then getting the feedback. (laughs) And getting feedback on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think competing is very, it's not for everyone. I must admit. Mm -hmm. I've, my first competition I must admit I was in my head a lot and I read my feedback and I was a bit like what the hell sort of thing like you've got to be able to take that feedback on board but at the same time like if you're I always say if you are competing for me when I judge the biggest thing I look for is people that look like they're actually enjoying what they're doing having fun yeah having fun with it yeah so yeah I think it's a hard one to try and take that pressure off yourself so we want to try and create even if it's just a bit easier for people to not have that pressure of oh my god I'm against this person that's won four or five competitions and has it's a good stepping you know, stone isn't it yeah 100% that's what we want it to be a stepping stone for instructors within the industry to be like build confidence be like okay cool maybe one day I can enter UK BBC maybe I can enter Miss Pole Dance maybe screw it I can just go and do the advanced cat like the instructor category silent next year it's not as bad as I thought it was yeah Oh, that's amazing. You guys have done such a great job. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing it and seeing how it all sort of pans out. So, yeah. I'm amazing. hoping we're going to get an entry video from, you know, Becky. <laughs> oh, don't. I um, I find this so difficult. And so I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I need so, to, do you know what? I spoke to, I've spoke to Vanessa Bag about this. I've spoken to Jay Benslim. I've spoken to everyone that I've done a pod with, and everyone has been so kind and said to me, like Ness said to me, like just reach out, just text me, like just like message people in the industry because I've got no one down here down south that can like you guys up north. And I say like, up north, up you north. Are... I love that we're classes up north in Stirling. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you all up north. Um, you guys, are you guys like are so close to each other? Are you can like train with each other and. I don't have anyone like that down south so you know it's really difficult for me to feel like I've got anybody to turn to um mm-hmm. so that I think is another big thing too but that shouldn't stop me I know but like it's but then everyone that I've spoken to have said like just reach out just text you know this and like the more I do these pods and like speak to people like the more I'm like I should Polish should meet up more because oh, yeah. we're all so like-minded we all like share a passion love to do what we do like meeting new people and just like making friends in the industry like is so much fun the biggest thing I did when I started um poll I went to every workshop going like mm-hmm. every workshop going I think if they've been to the UK I've learned from them even when I was in America I I would go and have lessons with people and um zoom privates although I don't actually do too well with zoom privates okay um, but and just going out to all the events and meeting people, physically meeting people, connecting yeah. with everyone I've connected with on Instagram. Um, but just going up to them and just being like, hey, I added you on Instagram. We're friends now. And it's great because now yeah. I feel like I've got friends all over the world that if I want advice, I can just drop them a message and be like, hey, you'll know about this. Um, it's surreal. It's actually really surreal. Um, I remember I used to watch people like and be like, my the first pole dancer I ever watched was Lindsay Lythe. Mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, oh my God, she's so amazing. And then I literally was that annoying person that went up to her at pole. Uh, it was in Las Vegas. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, you sent me this really lovely message and blah, blah, blah. 
one of my really good friends now and it's just like, like you kind of forget that human element to a lot of people but this is yeah, it like, like just together yeah just reach out and people like when, I, when people message me on instagram right and then I, and I respond back like and people are like oh my god thank you so much for responding like thank you for taking the time i'm like what well, i'm just a human I'm just, like, yeah, of course I will. Like, like, just yeah like reach out and like, i say <laughs> all the time reach out dm me like you know you can do apart from the people that ju- that hop into my dms and say can you do a, t- a tutorial of um rainbow and oh I'm yeah like, yeah no there i'm like no and i'm like no babe like can you not like you can see my instagram like you see what i'm about it's very clear what my style is by the way <laughs> and what i'm about like there is no rainbow in sight or you know so I know I can't do a tutorial on that I'm sorry sorry to let you down but no um, yeah. but yeah you are tutorials right tutorials and a lot of stuff I think it's like specialist things that when people message you and they're like hi so have you got a video of you doing this move and I'm like it's on my Instagram and they're like okay can you can you break that down and I'm like no <laughs> like, no. if you want it broken down properly I, I think there's like a fine line but yeah like advice and stuff like that I will always I'll always give people the best advice I can. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Well, this has been amazing, by the way. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sorry, I've chatted so much. (laughs) No, don't be silly. Don't be sorry at all. Like people, you know, it's just a natural conversation and just chatting about what we love. And it's been really insightful and you've been brilliant. Thank you so much. No problem. It was lovely to meet you. Thank you for having me on the podcast.